0: You are now listening to Double Jump Radio. G'day, everyone, and welcome to another live recording of Double Jump Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Abia, and I'm joined by my co host this week, John. John, how are you, my friend?
1: Pretty good, pretty relaxed. Not as tired as usual, because I didn't work as much today, which is nice. <laughs> Still working but, hard, uh, though. Yeah, hard, in quick. But uh, <laughs> how, about, how about you?
0: No, no, it's uh, been been busy, busy week with everything, but we're really excited. We've been um, kind of, uh, think, had a reality check that we might need to move a bit closer to the city um, oh. considering how far we live now. So we're, we're thinking about like maybe renting or something towards the city and then our parents, like her parents would stay here where we are right now. But everything's ridiculously expensive, Even even renting isn't that reasonable anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. It's like, as I understand it, like purchasing your own home tends to be more financially, uh, like better. I mean, it's whatever. I don't know. As I understand, it's like cheaper week to week sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah, you get the benefit of time. like,
0: um, like in you know, house values go up, and you can use like kind of the equity in there to help you get another place if you want to and stuff. But yeah, either way, like it, it's not, it's not really easy anymore. Um like right. compared to like when our parents were like not not growing up, but like you know, when they were younger. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what I'm saying, but yes, that's what I mean. Adult stuff, boring adult stuff. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the kids stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh let's uh let's let's uh kick things off by talking about uh the, some of the big stories, uh some of the articles that went up over the past week or so uh, on double jump. The first one was that uh, uh, a news piece by Jake. Um, John, tell us a little bit about what what Jake wrote on. Really awesome news.
1: Oh, I don't remember. It's not on the show notes.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Never mind. I was meant to talk about that. Like, sorry, <laughs> folks. It's uh, it's, well, it's live. You know, it's you know, we're not we're not lying here. We were actually telling the truth. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, Australian football slash soccer superstar Sam Kerr. Is uh going to be the first ever female soccer player to uh be a cover athlete for a FIFA game? Uh, I I guess um EA's yeah. FIFA. <laughs> oh, so the last FIFA game, isn't it is it? the last EA made FIFA game. Um, right. so yeah, Sam Kerr will join. Um, oh, terrible with his name. Um, how, how do I say Mbappe? Mbappe? Uh, yeah, Mbappe. I think that's how you say it. Um, uh, Jake, where's the first name? Come on, Jake. Not everyone knows him (laughs) as him. I feel bad. Uh, uh, Kylian Mbappe, who's a a French, uh, plays for the French national team, but uh, he's from the the PSG, uh, the Paris Saint-Germain kind of men's team. And uh Sam Kerr who's part of the the Australian squad the the Matildas I think they're called um and she's a uh like a superstar for Chelsea in in the UK so it's um like a great pairing and like it's great to see I I guess it's great to see like young awesome talent being nurtured but it also makes me feel old because this is not my generation of football (laughs) All the, uh, all the players I grew up with are probably, like, you know, in their late stages of their career. So, it's, a, it's like, a good and bad. <laughs>
1: yeah, all these teenagers in the sport now.
0: Nah, but, yeah. But, no, nah, it's, it's super awesome news, especially because, you know, there, there's been a, I don't know, like, there's been a lot of shit around representation and a lot of blowback and things like that. And it's great to see that FIFA, or not FIFA, sorry, EA, actually um pushing to have you know a female player you know be be representing their 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 like premier game it's probably the biggest game that EA makes uh, and doing that like on store shelves and you know putting the money where their mouth is so to speak um, I'm sure you feel the same John
1: yeah it's like I think it's I mean as from a far distance as someone you know like I don't play these sports games because I don't follow sport, et cetera. But it's like, you know, like it's the same with the NBA games. Like they've kind of been pushing for like, you know, female teams Mm. like that. Kind of like that aspect of the game is I'm guessing is just something they are kind of putting more and more time into Mm. as they kind of to, as like a, you know, a more full blown, like, uh, what do you call it? Not side feature, you know, but like another extra like aspect of the game. Alongside yeah. the, you know, normal men's football
0: mm. stuff. So mm. it's like, it's
1: kind of yeah, it's cool to see like more and more prominence for it as they continue to invest in it.
0: Hundred mm. percent. And uh, let's be honest, I'm not expecting the 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 like the next official FIFA game like whoever ends up making that. I just get the feeling that that might take a couple of steps backward <laughs> in terms of representation and even even probably the marketing. So you know what uh it's the first and unfortunately maybe the last for a while for an officially fifa branded game but hopefully ea keeps it up and continues you know kind of pushing for representation on on store shelves around the world but you know i guess uh moving from one like awesome piece of news to another awesome article uh ben wrote a review on stray which i think you and i have been like kind of talking about it like every once in a while because we remember that that game exists like it's like what happened to that game and then it's out
1: yeah it's like gets a trailer every so often to the playstation thing or some other thing yeah and then it's like oh yeah and then i know i actually i'm like i think it's been like a what been people have been aware of it for a long time yeah i feel like i've only learned of it in the last year or so maybe like yes, I really like yeah. I feel like every, when I first heard mm-hmm. about it it's like everyone else already seemed to know about it it's like oh that's unusual <laughs> like
0: for me yeah because I but, think it was announced in like I remember I think it was like a game awards game it was like you know one of those things that you just see a small snippet of in like one of the montages or it might even been like the last E3 like 2019 or something and it's just like kind of I, I, I vaguely remember seeing that like a snippet of it in like a, a montage from like what the hell is that like everyone going, What the hell is that? Is not a cat? <laughs>
1: um, but it's yeah, so Ben wrote a very good review of it that went up a couple of days ago, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure mm. how old it is. But um he very much liked it, kind of break down breaks down a lot of what it does, you know. Well, it, I mean it's a review, but it's like it's very like it's kind of echoes a lot of things I've been hearing about it since it launched, which yeah. is that it is surprisingly like fantastic in qualities you don't really expect it to be. Like yeah. on like narrative and thematic level and everything just kind of fits together nicely. So it's um I think his his verdict is quote stray is beautiful to look at, beautiful to play and has a real genuine heart. It's seriously worth your time and money. So it's um I have it installed on my PS5. I feel like reading Ben's yeah. review just kind of like kicked it <laughs> up. It's like oh, okay, I'll play it soon then.
0: Because you you've it's got the like, um was it PlayStation Extra PlayStation Plus Plus. PlayStation Plus Extra, which is like the medium tier now of PS plus. Yeah, like
1: the yeah, the X yeah, there's extra and then there's in Australia at least there's Deluxe. Elsewhere it's slightly more expensive because it has PS3 streaming okay. and stuff. But yeah, it's yeah, I've got that middle one and that's where Stray launched as a day one mm. uh day one release for PS plus services. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that like how much is that? How much is that middle tier? Do you remember off the top of your head? Oh, uh, uh, I want to say it's like uh, 120 a hundred and twenty
1: year or something. Because gotcha. I didn't have to pay much for it because I had like a. because I, I, I won't go into it, but it's like I had a discounted PS Plus membership. You know, like twenty mm. percent off or something when I go yeah. last time. So when I had to upgrade the rest of my time, because you don't just buy like oh, an extra okay. month; you have to upgrade the rest of your duration. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah which is kind of but it ended up being like not much like 20 bucks for the rest of the year or something and it's like oh, okay yeah so um,
0: yeah cuz I, I got caught yeah. out by that auto renewal cuz like i usually like i always oh. wait for the 20% but then i think there wasn't a 20 i must have missed a 20% something recently so it auto renewed at the full 80 bucks for the year for like the standard base you know playstation plus pro oh, okay. edition or whatever they call it now and then so um I wonder if uh, I wonder, yeah, I think it was around 120 for the full thing, and I'm like, I wonder, I don't know if I'll get it. Maybe in the future, if if um more games come to it.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like the deluxe one is very much like that for me, where it's like it's not much more yeah. for me. Like I, I think it's only, it's not. I know I want to say it's probably like 15 dollars or something if I wanted yeah. to upgrade the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, which is not much, but it's like the classics collection. Um, the deluxe tier is like very middling, and I'm just not that drawn to it. Except for like, I want to, uh, the only thing I want to try is like Ape, Ape Escape games, because I think mm. it has one or one or two, like one and two yeah. on it. I haven't played those, and I have a feeling I'll really like it, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd probably be better off just emulating it on my PC. Like, I talked about Spyro the other week, yeah. playing it that, like, that feels like I'd probably just get, I don't know. I know that's not ethically yeah. good,
0: but it's just no. But sure you, you already own the original right. games. Is that this? Is that the loophole? Is
1: that the? I don't. <laughs>
0: you mean you do, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just just for the pricing, um, twelve months of PS Plus Essential is eighty dollars a year, Australian. Um, the extra which is the middle tier is $135 Australian and then deluxe is $155 Australian. So um yeah, so with the I guess like compared to well Xbox Game Pass. So Game Pass Ultimate is I think it's $15 a month, so 180 a year. So okay. No matter what tier you go with, you you'll still be um you'll still be like cheaper than Game Pass, but I guess the difference there is Game Pass has more games technically in like Day one access and in the library, and also, um, like you know, full like a lot more backward compatible games, like going back to the original Xbox, if it's in the library, and also um includes PC. So, I think, I think Sony's done the smart thing and and like undercut where it could. <laughs> well, um, it's
1: like I think the one eighty thing. I think it's probably like only true in Australia. Like it might, yeah. I think the opposite. Like I think it might be might the be same different. price overseas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: but it's um yeah no it definitely um challenges what you value I guess It mm. <laughs> depends on what you want like if, like unless you just want both but yeah it's, it's hard to justify I
0: think yeah no fair enough anyway that's uh that's gonna do it for I guess uh, the articles uh, that have gone up over the past couple of weeks uh, eagle-eyed viewers and eagle-eyed uh, like kind of readers would have noticed that we've had a couple of digests go up. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, and uh, essentially what's going on is that uh, Jake is trialing a new revised format of the of the digest that is um, a bit more shorter and to the point. Um, I think it's it's something that we'd we'd love to have more of, kind of that that news news on the site that's uh, like more e- easily quote unquote digestible <laughs> compared to compared to the podcast. So if you if you folks um uh, you know please let us know what you think. Um, you know, on Discord, Facebook, wherever you are, uh, please let us know what you think, and if you'd like, if you want to see any changes to it going forward. But yeah, uh, k- keep an eye out. We'll we're still continuing with the experiment, and Jake's like uh, doing a a fantastic job with it so far. So really excited to to see what um you know ha- how it kind of changes and evolves in the future. But how about we uh how about we take it to the news, John? Yeah. My friend, we have some awesome news uh that we missed last week because we uh, I I was I was uh I was under the weather, so apologies that we missed last week's recording. But John, this is some important news that happened uh early in the month.
1: Yeah, big boost for the Australian dev scene again which is more of a follow-up to something we've already yeah um, we already covered some we'll take
0: ago. it we'll take it
1: but um <laughs> the games expansion pack initiative which was like it was initiative targeted at um, smaller devs small to medium independent game studios um, to fund original games with budgets that come under five hundred thousand dollars you were wish- now
0: Oops, oh, sorry. Never no mind. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the, um, yeah. So this originally it was set for $3 million, which was mm. announced back in March. Um, it's now been extended to over $4 million as there was just so many applications. now asp- apparently worthy of funding, worthy of yep. consideration. So it's been boosted basically by the current government. Um, yeah, so this includes I think thirty-one games in total. Um, actually, not sure exactly, but um, yeah, so a number of smaller games across Australia includes like there's a few tugged like highlighted in the press release. That includes bits bits and Bops from Tempo Lab Games, New South from New South Wales, which is a rhythm game collection. Mm. There's Earth Lingo from WA, where I live, a hey. language learning role playing game, and then there's Moonlight and Garland from Victoria an open-ended life simulation game created by solo developer Violet Lebeau. Why well, would I choose that one to say? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's one with the weird name. <laughs> um, and then like uh, Future Folklore from Victoria, um, a building crafting game with a uniquely indigenous lens that invites players to restore the bush and care for country in a futuristic fantasy setting inspired by the Australian bush, which I know uh, very like, because there aren't, there can't be that many of them. But I'm always really intrigued by games that have a indigenous perspective, because those, I mean, they're coming more like common around the world, but they're you know naturally less common in Australia, and it's very cool to see something like that being mm. funded and happening. So I'm sorry for that one as well. So it's um yeah so, uh, good things come to the Australian dev scene.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's great to see like more investment kind of trickling down and um kind of making its way through it's like i don't know like it, it always like warms my heart to see it um just just quickly we've got uh uh trimetes in the in twitch chat uh, sharing some dubious facts i i hope that they're true they they sound legit uh apparently uh sharks are older than trees and sharks are literally older than the rings of saturn uh thanks trimetes uh yeah, so, so uh, great to okay. hear, great to hear that uh, we've got some learned individuals in chat because, um, I don't know, I feel like you and me, we always forget things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, nah, that's, I think, um, I think the great thing is that it's like it started, we didn't have to wait until, like, next financial year and things like that, like, uh, I'm really hoping that it's... We get more more regular um, types of like announcements like this because, like the 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 interactive industry, like the games industry in Australia, has been like severely underfunded for years, and it's it's like I, I wish more. I, I think I just I wish there was more coming, but you know, one step at a time, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's like the press release does mention that applications applications for the expansion pack will reopen in September this year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is kind of, you know, definitely seems like there's more coming sooner rather than later. Like I, cause I agree. It's like I'm surprised it's happening so quickly. Like yeah. it just feels like they barely announced that. It's like, oh, they're getting money already. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nah, you know what? We'll we'll take it. Um <laughs> Tr- Trimedes, uh says uh future float f- sorry, Trimedes says future folklore sounds so hectic. Um yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I can't think of like I guess like a like a game that's gotten attention that has a like an indigenous kind of um, elements to it, like uh, sorry Australian indigenous um, elements to it, because I know there were games like um like games pulling from indian mythology and chinese mythology african mythology and things like that and obviously you know western mythologies like um like scandinavian and greek but yeah like indigenous australian um lands would be really cool um yeah sorry man i just thought i'd point that out. like uh, yeah i can't think yeah. of that <laughs> i really can't think of that um for any like any any other projects
1: Yeah, it's definitely not something that could, like, just because the Australian dev scene is so small in its own right. Mm. And it's like, and there's so few, there just aren't, I just imagine there aren't too many indigenous folk in Australia that are in the game dev scene or willing to really play a part in it, to really do something like that. So, like, no, I don't know. I'm not trying to say anything, you know. No, it's it's just like a, it's,
0: it's a sad reality that, um, like i guess you know the the indigenous communities under like grossly underrepresented in like the like the professional kind of industries like you know the creative industries and then like if you take you know if if the gaming if the gaming industries is like a minority of the the overall kind of entertainment industry in australia then within that minority you've got another minority so like i guess yes it's it's great to see that like a game with such a unique um kind of uh like lens is getting that attention and getting that funding i think it's a it's a great step in the right direction and i I think i wish it got more attention (laughs) Um, not to say that the other games aren't you know deserving of attention as well i'm just saying that this it could be great to see it kind of push forward a bit more. barring any accusations of like toxic workplaces or anything like that but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but that that's that's excellent news man.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like it's um yeah, exciting. Mm. But like I guess Sony's throwing money around
0: as well. Yeah. So uh, what's happening is Sony's uh Sony's uh PlayStation Creators Program is kind of like the, uh, like a way that you can partner like independent developers and, um, uh, and like studios and publishers. It's it's so the PlayStation, the PlayStation Creators is kind of like the the industry kind of the the game development kind of liaison team within Sony, Sony's PlayStation division, and the PlayStation Partners Program has been the way that um you know the, the creators team is liaised with the 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 industry's kind of like behind the scenes players you know developers, um, individual creators, uh, you know educational institutions and things like that can become can become partners, and as part of this, Greg Rice, who's the head of PlayStation Creators, has come forward and announced that uh, going forward. Which is a important distinction is that newly licensed PlayStation game publishers and developers will be eligible to receive one PS5 development kit and one PS5 testing kit, um, complements of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Obviously, there's some terms and conditions there. End quote. So that hopefully means that the barrier to entry for smaller teams to get to develop games for the PS5. Would be severely reduced um, especially when you know when these studios may be very underfunded or maybe coming from countries that don't have as much funding within the creative industries so like it's it's a good it's good news all around
1: yeah it's like it's kind of it does sound like um because i was reminded recently how with the xbox series consoles Mm. you could just you can purchase developer access already yeah. just by having the console. And I kind of, I forgot that fact. Mm. And I was thinking, it's like, when I hear that, it's like, it's really cool that it's happening. But it's also like, PlayStation should be, should be doing this a bit more often than yeah. they do. If yeah. they really want to keep people on board, like the smaller yeah. creators.
0: Because that was like announced pretty, like like a long time ago in the the Xbox One generation. And, and mm. essentially the way it function, functions is that you can pay a certain fee to convert your retail kind of uh, xbox console into a like a light version of a development kit now what that means is that you can't access it it doesn't give you the full capabilities of an like a full-on xbox development kit but that i kind of make sense because those can be in thousands of dollars and they're very specialized pieces of hardware but it does give you a lot of the the features and probably more than enough maybe to get to get things off the ground um Mm. but like this is like kind of Instead of Sony doing that, like, making all PS5, all retail PS5s capable of doing, like, a, a light version of testing, Sony's kind of getting around it by making, um, like, just making these full-on units, these special units, freely available. My only yeah. worry is that with the ongoing hardware short, like, the chip short, it's like, when when are people going to get these units? <laughs> <You know? laughs> will send it in 2025. <laughs> but, um,
1: I, I am ashamed to note to say that I don't know what a testing kit is as like as opposed to a development kit.
0: Yeah, me neither. I didn't realize that there was a difference, but I'm mm. guessing um like I'm guessing that a dev kit is to to like actually give you access to hardware to do all the coding stuff, like all the you know, we're not developers, so I'm <laughs> all the magic. Yeah. And then the testing kit is to run a game on hardware so you can actually do things like measure performance and things like that you can't. Maybe like the a dev kit doesn't specialize in that because I always assumed it was the same thing. I never knew there was a different kit, but who knows? Maybe that's a thing for the ps 5s especially because I've never heard of it. And I've been following the well, games industry for like, almost two days. Is it somehow related to QA? I it don't could know. be that, actually. Yeah, you're right. It could be that. Um, yeah. But, hmm. Yeah. We'll, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, okay. I-, I can see one of the things being like um, maybe the testing kit is where you can actually, like, you can not only get all the numbers, like frame rate, things like that, but you can also do, like, take screenshots and take video like if you were like creating oh, yeah. assets and stuff or is the development kit is much more focused on like um the programming side of things that's that's my layman's kind of guess educated guess on it
1: yeah yeah i don't know i'll, I'll look it up later i think <laughs> i'm very curious <laughs> suddenly
0: yeah yeah but um uh, you know i alluded to it before and unfortunately it seems like we've had a few more developments from the negative side of the games industry. So, uh, what's happened is that uh, CNBC uh, spotted um, uh, something earlier this year um, that I guess has been updated recently. Oops. Is that apparently Microsoft had actually been in talks with, with... uh, Activision Blizzard, not long after that Wall Street Journal article went live last year. So um, on November 16th, like US time, the Wall Street Journal Journal published a report covering all of the, like the, I guess the allegations of and, and, and kind of recording reports of uh, a toxic workplace culture and like, you know, sexual harassment, uh, mismanagement and things like that at Activision Blizzard and that's kind of what's been kicked kicked off a whole bunch of scrutiny over the past 6 to 7 months and apparently on November 19th so 3 days after that article went live that's actually when uh Phil Spencer who's the CEO of Microsoft's gaming division um which includes Xbox and Bethesda and everything like that um had actually brought it up in in a call with uh Bobby Kotick who's the CEO of Activision Blizzard and Apparently uh according to the the SEC filing for the um for the, the merger, the acquisition, the official SEC filing for the acquisition, uh it actually kind of laid down the timeline that on November nineteen is when this topic was breached, and then, then the next day, uh Satya Nadella, who's the uh the CEO of Microsoft as a whole, got involved as well and kind of moved from there. So I think We've had this narrative, I think people have developed this narrative of Microsoft being the good person and that Microsoft's going to come in afterwards and like clean up Activision and may not have known about it at the time of the, you know, the like, you know, there was a bit of a gap, maybe Microsoft was in talks before the allegations happened, but I guess this is like kind of evidence showing that no, Microsoft knew what was happening Um. And still decided to move forward with these these talks. Um I'll I'll just uh before I uh I flick to you, John, just wanted to point out a couple of things that I thought uh might be like kind of important. <laughs> is that uh you know uh this this is later on in the report saying that uh you know uh Bobby Kotick... Um, might actually get some rewards and, and still be able to get some some bonuses, even if uh, you know, even despite all the the allegations. But um, so Activision Blizzard's workplace responsibility committee within the board of directors, if it con- quote concludes and reports publicly, important important distinction there. One, it's run by the board of directors, and it's a an, it's a committee. Which are notorious for not getting things done, but these are the board of directors who are all mates with Bobby Kotick. So if they publicly report um, that Activision has made quote appropriate progress towards achieving its, um, uh, I guess to the to the goals it set out in its October press release in twenty uh, in in twenty eight, where it talked about you know zero zero tolerance of harassment and things like that, um, that. No earlier than six months after the date of the agreement of the merger, that uh, Bobby Kotick would get an annual equity award. So, um, so like kind of value. So, so getting like a sentiment of um, like shares and or equivalent to that in the company, um, which could be uh, let's see, and it could it could be equal to, but not more than $22 million. Mm-hmm. Um, or, he could get and or he could get cash compensation um, as stipulated in his existing terms of employment um, uh, provided that his annual salary doesn't go above 875000 His Sorry, his base salary not including bonuses. Um, right. And that his, his annual cash bonus doesn't go above 200% of his base salary so essentially he could get either um if if everything goes well and there's no breaches if they find there's no breaches or anything like that he could still get a big cash like payout and or like you know some stock or some equity in the company so he he he'd still get that golden parachute but without ever leaving the company Right. this pisses me off to no end I know it's complicated but essentially if his mates find that he's done nothing wrong he's going to get paid even more
1: (laughs) yeah I'm kind of sick of hearing about Kodak getting paid more I feel like a lot of these news stories are Kodak's still getting paid still getting that cash
0: yeah, that this yeah I know there's a, there's a lot in here. I I I tried my best to try and kind of break this down, but essentially the thing to know about it is that Microsoft just days after that report was talking to um was talking to Activision Blizzard. So there's it's like it's not like they knew about everything, and it was still fresh in the press. It's not like there was like six months, twelve months. People kind of forgot about it. Things changed. No, this is like right in the thick of it. And the second part is that Bobby Cotter could still get a big payday if his mates decide that he's done nothing wrong. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah. But John, uh, some more, some more news coming out of uh, Activision Blizzard.
1: Yes. Um, so this follows the Roe vs. Wade overturning, oh, you mm-hmm. reported on, oh, you know, everyone reported on several <laughs> yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. Not just us. Um, yeah, so a week ago there was a walkout staged by Activision Blizzard employees um, at the studios in California, Texas, Minnesota, and New York. So this is around 450 employees, um, according to the Washington Post, uh, as when they wrote this article, an article covering this a week ago. Um, so this walkout was to demand protections for the staff members impacted by the loss of abortion rights in the United States, um, organized by a better ABK. This is the kind of not quite a union organization um, for Activision Blizzard king. So they issued a statement of demands directed at Activision Blizzard as part of this walkout. So this included relocation assistance for those working out of states. This ruling was affected by cost of living adjustments for these relocations and guaranteed abortion access in employees' healthcare plans. Some of the demands relate to labor rights more broadly like kind of the stuff they've been working towards ever since they came together as a group so such as the right to choose remote work including employees and in sexual harassment audits and for the company to sign a labor neutrality agreement like Microsoft has so for for Activision Blizzard like this kind of these demands are like very important because there are companies like there are like several studios or at least you know mm. a few that are set in based in Texas, Texas is a trigger state. So a trigger law state. So this being trigger law is a law that is uh, as defined by Wikipedia, as i looks up. um, a law that is unenforceable, but may achieve enforceability. If a key change in circumstances occurs, This basically means that several states, including so, Texas dominant have already had, yeah, they already had laws in place to ban abortion outright, more or less. But only if the overturning happened so as soon as the overturning happens it just kind of locks into place or like immediately yeah. um yeah which is you know triggering mm. so um yeah so employees are uh, other tech and gaming companies have like in texas have already demanded support you know like a similar support um yeah and yeah so kotaku was able to get a couple of quotes or statements from Activision Blizzard in regards to this. So first one didn't really address the list of demands. It was just kind yeah. of a broad, we support this and this second statement mentions that since early June employees have had access to quote expanded medical travel benefits. That includes medical care covered by our plans that is not available in a covered person's state or within a hundred miles of where they live. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about where that, how that lands. Cause you know, this walkout is happening after that. This came into effect Mm. so i'm kind of wondering i'm guessing these medical benefits don't like maybe they don't really extend far enough for what is required especially in texas i'm not sure i I guess i shouldn't just speculate i think it's i
0: think um it's because like there's just been a lack of anything coming from activision i think Mm. that's yeah Uh, i think because like we reported on uh, a couple of episodes ago, you know, companies like Bungie and like you know a lot of Sony Studios and stuff, and even independent studios have come out and said, "Hey, we will pay for you to m- go to another state to get the procedure done," um, and then we'll cover the f- we'll cover because, like, unlike in Australia, um, you know, a lot of uh, things are covered by Medicare. We have universal healthcare here, and not not like America's not really set up like that. So, um, and I guess people, I guess people want it to feel like their company would be there to back them and support their rights as as women, you know, or, you know, as people who have a who are able to get pregnant to 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 be able to get that safe, you know, to to be able to travel safely and and be able to afford that because let's let's be honest the. The only thing Roe vs. Wade has done is is made abortions unsafe. Like, just means access to safe abortions is gone for those people in those areas. Because they're still going to happen, but they're just not going to happen safely. So, that's... I don't know. And, and you know what's scary? Is like, you know how um, websites and everything can kind of track what we're looking up and what we're doing and suggest ads and things like that? You know, imagine, like, um, you get outed as needing an abortion by, you know, an ad that a co-worker sees on your, like, your Facebook feed or something. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. anonymously reports you to the, the sheriff or whatever. Like, you know, like, that's scary shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it's, like,
1: it's immediately yeah. progressing so much further than I think people feared. Yeah, like stuff like that, you know, like being able, to like extending to being, uh, like, invading people's privacy mm. to stamp out abortion access as much yeah. as they possibly can,
0: and and the the irony is a lot of these people talking about you know my body, my choice, and how that doesn't apply to abortions somehow te- seem feel like it it applies when it comes to getting the COVID vaccine. <laughs> like, yeah so a lot of a lot of yeah. contradictions in those brains apparently yeah exactly anyway this is um, like it's not something that we want to report on but it's just something that you know it, it's important especially as you know more and more companies are like in, are, you know more and more teams are unionizing and there's been a bigger call to kind of have kind of rights set in stone across organizations around the world and this is like another another step in that sto- like another page in that story that like kind of continuing story. But yeah,
1: yeah, and it's like it's kind of the stuff that I'm not sure we have ever. I, I'm not sure I can really fully imagine it, but it's like it's kind of easy to see it having kind of cascading effects on the industry, mm. as people mm. just you know developers, experienced developers especially are just you know not willing to work for certain studios that exist in certain states. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of like naturally things can shift because of these laws just in the game development scene, in like irrespective of, you know, health rights and such. Like, yeah. it's not, like, I mean, obviously that matters the most, but it's like, you know, this can have like further effects that we're not really fully aware of yet. Mm, well. for sure. So it's like, it's worth, you know, it's worth discussing in that sense as well, like worth yeah. reporting on too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah i'm just i'm just saddened by the fact that i don't know this this is just yeah anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna get angry i'm gonna let's let's just yeah Uh, (laughs) let's move on to the next let's move on we uh, i think we wholeheartedly stand stand with the abk kind of participants and, and what they're doing so um, yeah. yeah, good on him for staging the walkout. That's unfortunately like drastic actions, and is what causes change. History's told us that time and time again. That's you know being silent and not doing anything, not disrupting anything, doesn't really get anything done. And that's if anyone tells you otherwise, they haven't learned anything from history. So yeah, mm-hmm. be loud and be proud. Get that, get that going. Get get those movements going. Um, but yeah. Let's uh, let's close off this kind of negative ah this negative block of news before we can talk about the fun stuff, um, and this is something that's a bit more near and dear to me um, as someone who's been a, a Destiny fan for a long time, a begrudging Destiny fan sometimes. <laughs> um, is that uh, I guess we we reported on kind of like some of the harassment level that game developers a couple of weeks ago at Sony Santa Monica and the like, and and. And th- we've had some news come out of Bungie, uh, who's uh, the the developers of, you know, creators of Halo, uh, Marathon, and most recently, Destiny. And I guess what's happened is that um, recently, um, recently, um, the sandbox lead, uh, Kevin Yanes, uh, talked about the fact that Twilight Garrison, um, which is an exotic item from the original... Um, the original Destiny game, uh, wasn't going to come back with uh, one of its uh, key features, which was the ability to give Titans or, like, the tank characters an air dash. Um, This, unfortunately, led to a lot of players complaining and even harassing and, you know, kind of, like, not just behaving toxically, but also, like, threatening and and all the shit behavior that you don't want to see online. And... um, According to Paul Tassie and, and a few other people who've spotted um, spotted this online. So Paul Tassie from Forbes, sorry, uh, uh, Kevin Yanes, like kind of like, quit Twitter except for like tweeting like about pol- political issues and stuff here and there, but like essentially no talk about Destiny and anything else. And what what highlighted this again was the fact that you know when a Destiny two player tweeted about hey, why don't we do a, quote, weekly PvP chat, quote, with Bungie. Um, Dylan uh, Gaffner, who's one of the community managers at Bungie, uh, goes by DMG04, uh, essentially tweeted what you see on on, on the screen is um, the fact that, you know, quote, I dream of a day where video game developers from any studio can openly discuss their work without being harassed. Many in the comments say they do not condone harassment. I hope they also stand against it when they find that friends or family are engaging in it. Um, cases of harassment against our developers have actively made it harder for us to communicate with the broader community it has impacted more studios than just ours i hope that more folks can stand against this behavior in any community whether it be gaming related or other end quote and i think it highlights the fact that listen yeah you can be against harassment and stuff but are you going to be willing to call out your mates or call out you know your cousins or whatever when they're doing shit like this online and you know it's why we can't have nice things me i love the pvp in destiny i think it's like i know john you're not a destiny player but i know that you know through osmosis you've kind of realized like the feedback is always oh like destiny always plays great but there's just so much to it that it it's hard to get into it right but the core gameplay and everything is always like no one ever criticizes that and, like, same thing. I love the PvP in Destiny. I mean, I wish it had more maps. And I wish it had more, more things happening versus the PvE side of things. But, you know, I want, like, this type of dialogue is what we need to make things better. But, you know, why am I going to... Why am I going to stand in the crowd and talk to my fans if every second fan is going to punch me or spit on me or kick me, right? Like, why would I do that? I would never leave my... I'd never leave the the car. I'd I'd just drive past the crowds. You know what I mean. Like if if yeah if you if you understand my very very twi- like crappy metaphor. That
1: <laughs> was that That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, um, yeah, totally go away, man. Yeah, and it's
0: yeah. I don't know, man. Like you you've seen your fair share online of um what people have been doing about to other studios, and it's like fuck. Like come on, we 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 must be better than this. And it's not just games. It's like. You saw what happened with, like, Moses Ingram with the Obi-Wan show, you know? A black... Oh, my God. This is a black um, black imperial officer. What the hell? Yeah, it's like...
1: It's like, oh. we are like, you know, all these... It's like blackness shouldn't exist in Star Wars,
0: apparently. Yeah. Like, how... Blackness didn't exist in a galaxy far, far away. How could that be possible? Yeah. How could this universe, which is entirely made from... Like, made up from someone's brain, constitute... Of some some sort of idea that doesn't come from my brain that doesn't align with my own brain. What the hell?
1: Yeah, it's like we mentioned, like we discussed. I think on the same show, it's like um, you know, the Return to Monkey Island creators creator being driven from his own website, like his own blog that he yeah held for a long time. What the fuck? From the same sort of stuff, and it's like, are there any nice fans in gaming? Like I know there are. Like I mean, our fandoms is what I meant. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, like. Like how do they, how do they, all these like you know tight knit, or not even tight knit, so much as just collected groups of intensely dedicated fans always get more too intense to the point of harassment. It's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be surprising. I guess it isn't. I don't know. It, uh, it's horrible seeing this kind of news over and over again. though. that it, it does feel like it's been ramping up. Like maybe like COVID sort of upgraded it a bit too. But it's um. Mm. Obviously, that shouldn't be an excuse. I was just yeah. thinking, it's like, I guess when people have all the time in the world and are just inside in the dark, maybe that's what happens as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's all horrible.
0: Yeah, I said that this would be the last of the horrible news, but just quickly, yeah, <laughs> yeah I won't about go over it. Too Unity. Much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the CEO of Unity. Um, what's his name? John John Ricky Taylor. Um, yeah, so he made he had an interview with Pocket Gamer, a mobile game site. Um oh, what do you call it? Like a site reporting on mobile games. Yeah. Um, they had an interview with Riccatello, and he had a quote that went viral very quickly where he said As it should less, have. <laughs> The most beautiful and pure, brilliant people are also some of the biggest fucking idiots. Um yeah, so he's basically talking about monetization, how developers don't think about it off early enough or often enough in his mind but he's basically talking about you know i think the idea is that he's breaking down he as a business person always thinks about the money and how a game could make money more or less and artists don't consider it strongly enough especially when it comes to making a living but it's also extremely dismissive of the idea that there are artists who have their own goals and visions for their the things they're creating beyond just money It's a dumb it's a really dumb statement um so after that went viral he made a very quick very dismissive like apology in quotes on twitter not long after it didn't really say anything other than oh yeah i think it said like basically like fake news out of context and that's kind of the entire statement after yeah. that he made an actual statement that says a few has like of the like you know text in an image on twitter which, common time you see format. that
0: anytime you see that it's just like um it's like the yeah, modern equivalent <laughs> of a you know like a sports stars' press you know how they used to do press conferences to apologize this is like yeah. the equivalent of that um like some yeah. token gesture <laughs> I mean that's how I see it, but yeah, maybe I'm just too yeah. jaded please
1: no it's, it's become very much the thing like it's it's become a format for apology and shame <laughs> um <laughs> so so the quote oh. goes like of oh, uh, it's it's a bit long but just to cherry pick a few things mm. quote my word choice was crude and i'm sorry i'm listening and i will do better um he adds that he wanted to say that he had, like he had things he wanted to say but he quote clearly failed at saying it um there are quote there are better ways for game developers to get early read on what players think of their game um and either adjust or not adjust based on this feedback and that both are very valid choices Yeah. Um, as i understand it, that interview very much goes over monetization in general and like yeah. recognizing like gameplay loops and how to monetize those yeah and like a lot of it's kind of bad in its own right <laughs> it's just like that you know it's like it like kind of goes against a lot of what people who play games feel strongly about you know like against like the idea of games as art basically so there's mm. a lot of bad shit that he said in that interview, really, but that quote just really took on its. Like, it was like a very succinct summary of the kind of stuff he was saying. It was, yeah, just with more disrespect piled on top of it. But it's, um... yeah. So that happened in Unity. Yeah, don't think that, that we have to talk about too much more.
0: And one thing I want to point out is that unlike other, like kind of images as apologies that other companies and people do. This one is literally just a screenshot of him like in his like notes app. He highlight- he's he got like literally the cursor highlighting one sentence and that's the only sentence where he's capitalized the word "I." like where he's actually given effort. Everything else is like kind of like lowercase i's and like it's just like oh, okay. the complete lack of effort. I've, I've got it on the screen for folks who are uh, watching the video but for folks at home like just imagine like your first draft of a statement, this is what's on there.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's so he's like, I mean, I don't know, I guess we'll get what he's going for, but he's still the CEO yeah. of a very big company. Yeah, yeah, making an apology.
0: <laughs> I yeah, know, that's... but come on, like, speak, you have a PR team, talk to them. Like, they should, yeah, make, exactly. You know, yeah. like, what the fuck are you hiring? Like, you fired 4% of your workforce, if not more. Like, it sounds like most of them were in copywriting as well, or like, I don't know, man. Like
1: ugh, I'm just frustrated like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, yeah. If I fired the PR team, I'd do this myself. I'm, do, I'm doing I'll do it
0: myself. Um <laughs> and I've got some words to say. And and the way he ends it is this is his quote. Um anyway, that's it. Lots of words and a sentence that I wish I had never said.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't mind that part. I don't, I don't know. Like man. More, I don't know. Just, he's trying to end it with a bit more. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Basically. He should have
0: said i um, let's say, anyway, that's it. That sounds like, you know, anyway, that's it. Yeah, I've done my shit. Can you fuck off now? Like, I think it should have been like, um. all in all, I will do better. And I and I promise to I do think better. It, like, you know what I, I think I mean? the
1: idea is that it was meant to counter the idea that people can see through those big blocks of words that make up a ap- long apology. Yeah. But, I think that's the idea. I, I agree with you. Like, it's hard yeah. to see it. Considering where it started off from, it's kind of hard to see past, like, to give him the benefit of the doubt with a certain yeah. tone of his language, you know? Uh,
0: yeah. I'm reading too much into it, but I don't know, man. It's just. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just. Yeah. Let's. Can we. Yeah. I'm going to get angry again. All oh, right. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. Let's take like a like a like a 30 second kind of like stretch break while we uh before we move on to the next uh batch of stories now this uh next um slate of news stories all about kind of like some major uh rumors and and major i guess news from some games the first one is that um bloomberg's jason schreier who's kind of like notorious for revealing a lot of um kind of i don't know notorious Notorious. yeah he's just he he leaks a lot of stuff and he's got a lot of good connections and his latest report is talking about grand theft auto 6 now i uh, Just to the the main articles behind the paywall, so um, definitely head over and subscribe, read whatever you need to do to support them. But the gist of it is that uh, this new game is not due until uh, um, March 2024, so you know the end of like the next financial year 2023 2024 financial year for for Rockstar. So um, that's probably going to be like the expected time frame. Potentially, could be further out than that, Um, and that the game. Uh, just confirming that it will be set in Vice City, which is the series's. Um, I guess, like its recreation of uh, Florida in um in the real world, like, and and that the game will star a female Latinx protagonist, which I think is the first time in the series. Um, there's been a female protagonist, because, I mean, besides GTA Online, um, and yeah, and in terms of, like, we had. Like if we go through the this you know we had the we had Claude I think it was in the in GTA three who was like unnamed f- until like <laughs> San Andreas, um and he was like I think you know Anglo-Saxon background. We had um CJ who was like African-American background. Tommy Vasetti was like American Italian. Um, I think we had like Liberty series stories like more African-American uh, protagonists and stuff. We had Nico Bellic from was he from Serbia? It was from a Balkan Serbia country. Serbia or Belga- Bulgaria or something. yeah. Not Perhaps sure. he thinks will be different. Yeah, that accent doesn't really narrow it down. Um, <laughs> and then we had like kind of like a trio of like different um, protagonists in GTA Five, but I think this will be the first time. Like, it'll be it'll be really cool. I mean, I don't know how they're gonna go from three to one protagonist again, but it'll be interesting oh. to see.
1: As I understand it, part of the report mentioned that it's going to be kind of a body and Clyde thing. So I think mm. one of the it probably will be two of them.
0: Yeah,
1: going off that. Yeah, mm. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it will just be one. But mm. yeah, mm. and um, um,
0: yeah. Apparently, the the original plan for the game was that it's it's the landmass that's the the map of the game would would include both um, parts of North and South America. Um, but uh, apparently. Rockstar has kind of like reined in a lot of these ambitions um potentially to avoid crunch and other things that you know Rockstar's made some I guess like announced plans to kind of scale scale back a lot of the a lot of the excess work and things that its studios go under and um Apparently, as part of the the sources claim that uh, it plans to add more of these uh, these like kind of cities and locations as post launch content. Content post launch content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew. Um. But yeah, which which could be interesting. I mean, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, it's like a money making machine GTA. So like, if you could add extra single player content that also, s- s- um works as gta online maps like it makes sense right like you've already got the assets there why not get the money out of it what do you think
1: uh i'm kind of disappointed by the idea that the i guess i mean this is just you know very early report seemingly or not early but you know scant. i guess you know like it's not much to it yeah it's like the idea that the gimmick of this one was going to be scale is very underwhelming to me it just yeah. reminds me of the crew or something. Or it's just like it's like I don't want to be reminded <laughs> of the crew. Like it's not that doesn't like that's not interesting to me. Like it's part of, like I don't I don't want like I feel like when I think of like a GTA like a Rockstar game I don't really th- I understand that games have been getting bigger and bigger. Like Rockstar like Red Dead Two was gigantic because they included the land masses of both the first game and yeah uh, exact amount in the mm, second mm. one. Um, so it's I kind of I understand it but it's also like uh, uh, because I had this idea I had like a few weeks ago that I really locked onto all of a sudden as soon as I had it (laughs) and I'm very disappointed it's not it which is I had in my mind I was like thinking it's going to be Vice City which apparently it is Mm. and in my mind I was thinking I'm not sure what it was based on it was based on some article quote talking about very vaguely that the next gj6 is going to be ambitious in some certain way yeah i don't know and i was thinking about how like the last one was character switching like instant character switching across the um, world i was thinking the next one could even be like time period switching which i think would that be would really be cool conf- I, what, like you know like something that takes advantage of the ssd and like you know of like modern technology and it's like man that's something oh. that could work really well it's like you go from Dude. like 80s vice city to like modern day and like the story is like switching between it and you like fill in the gaps between these two sides. Oh my
0: God, that would be so cool. That, that is like awesome, man. That would
1: man. be a way to like pump in a bunch of like different eras into GTA Online and in terms use of kind content. of this, yeah. I wow. don't know. Like that was
0: my idea. It's like, man, I'm pretty you need to copyright that, man, or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like could so you imagine try. like it's like one of the, you know those movies where it's like – it's like movies or shows where there are like two different time periods and then like the same – mystery's been solved or there's like a you know like a family kind of like secret and then you get to see yeah, exactly. the events as they trans, like like a, like a show like um you know like true detective did that and like a show like haunting of hill house did that and, and, it, and it can if it when it works it's really cool and i can't yeah. really like a game doing that would be awesome and like, well it's um, like actually
1: yeah. i didn't think of it until now but it's like red dead the two red dead games yeah. sort of did something similar where it's like it kind of pivots around um like a job gone wrong on like a ferry or oh, i forget what i yeah. forget exactly how it's described but it's mentioned a lot during this first game which yeah is yeah set in and, the you, and you
0: go to that ferry
1: yeah and then the i'm not actually i actually don't remember how the second one ends in regards to that, I don't remember yeah. if it, I'm pretty sure it shows up. It has to, yeah. Because that I was, um, I if I remember
0: correctly, well. in Red Dead Red Dead Redemption, like you go kind of like the ruins of that, and you kind of they talk about that job gone wrong, um, yeah. But I haven't so, played enough of Red Dead 2 to get to that part where they bring it up, so uh, yeah, I could, like, but you it's there.
1: like imagine that it's like you know, switching between like John Marston in the future hunting for his crew. Yeah, yeah. in the past where he's like living with them and growing up with them and stuff. It's like, I mean, I'm not saying that, I don't know. It's just like, that's kind of, I got, I had that thought in my head and it's like, oh, that seems like appropriately ambitious for a GTA 6 game. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like seeing that, it's like, oh, I don't want size. We already (laughs) have that with other games. Like, I'm sure it would be good. I'm sure it will have other stuff I'm not, you know, we're not aware of yet, but it's just like, if that's the idea, that's disappointing, but Mm, we'll see
0: Gotcha. Well, uh, an- another another uh, report um, that came out over the past week was uh, news about an unannounced Black Panther game being in the works at EA. Um, so, according to Giant Bomb's Jeff Grubb, who uh, who is the one where who's the who's um the one who broke this story uh, is that the new game will be an open world game and it'll be single player focused, um and it'll kind of function as an origin story for the for a new um, Black Panther. So uh in in according to the sources that Jeff um, Mr Grub, if you will, uh <laughs> references, um, the the Black Panther the original Black Panther in the universe has passed away and you're you're basically taking over the mantle of Black Panther, and um, you know it's like kind of the the challenges and the trials and tribulations that you go through to to be recognised as as such an iconic you know leader, and um, uh, the other thing is that this this game is very early on in development, so don't there's no no word of a release window or anything like that, and the game is uh, apparently codenamed Project Renia, and is being Uh, developed by a a studio um in seattle which was founded by former um the the former vp and studio head at monolith productions um kevin stevens Uh, monolith under stevens leadership uh developed the middle earth shadow of Mordor and middle earth shadow of war games um from a few years ago so there's quite a bit of pedigree there if um if, if this is to be believed, uh, if the report's correct, could you imagine something like the Nemesis system where there's like, you know, a hierarchy of villains that can come back and like all these interconnected kind of rivalries and stuff, but set within kind of the Marvel universe, you know, like all of, like T'Challa, uh, King T'Challa or Black Panther's kind of enemies, like seeing the hierarchy of the different tribes and the different enemies and groups, that would be re- that'd kind of be cool, I think.
1: Yeah, like it seems... Seems like a decent fit for it, because I guess it would be set in Wakanda. So I was just thinking as yeah. you're talking, where it's like, oh, an open world. Like, I mean, I guess it has to be Wakanda. I was just trying to think as like, what can they do for an open world with that setting? And but yeah. I guess I don't know. I'm sure it wouldn't be crazy anyway. But it's yeah. like, um, yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, like the Nemesis system. Be nice to see it again for the first time. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's so popped up like because they like uh patented it. No one else can really do it i think oh, it's okay. it's probably hard to pull off anywhere yeah but that's my understanding of the situation mm. so you can't see it unless EA wants it. <laughs> so
0: yeah so
1: yeah it'd be cool it's a cool environment to see that kind of
0: system again there because mm. like that happens in the comics like there's like even crossover with the Avengers and with um like with like wasn't he married to storm like yeah. in the comics and stuff like that there's there's cool like kind of um overlap there there could be cool crossover opportunities there and like and things like that like lots of different storylines so that, that would be really cool and um yeah really excited for that um but you know i think a lot of people are going to be excited for this next next uh rumor and that is not rumor i guess it's confirmed it's the return yeah. of skate officially
1: yes um yeah because i think it was like announced already you know like yeah. a little while ago but it's been kind of re-announced i suppose as a live service free-to-play title
0: Uh, yeah i
1: don't know like a skate game is not the worst fit for this kind of thing yeah yeah but like um yeah not called skate 4 anymore i'm not sure if it was announced as that but maybe it was presumed anyway Mm. it's called skate in lowercase period at the end (laughs) of course it is that's (laughs) um developed by full circle um which is a development studio, seemingly made to make this game. I don't mm. think they existed already. Um, yeah, so it'll be a live service, free-to-play title with cross-play and cross-progression support. Um, with the announcement, the developer sort of highlighted four rules they have for this mm. game. So this means one, no pay to win, two, no maps locked behind paywalls, three, no paid loot boxes, which I don't think anyone does anymore anyway, and four, no paid gameplay advantages. Mm. so it's um not a bad place to start i think yeah um yeah so i think that's kind of all we know Mm. Um, currently there's no release date um it probably won't be releasing for some time Mm. i'm going off their own footage which is labeled pre 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 alpha and as well as like there's been details of like the playtest from the other week where it's like i think it's like best described as inactive development because there's lots of bugs (laughs) lots of missing features lots of unfinished stuff in general just yeah. very very unfinished yeah. so it seems very you know and like the idea was to be like a closed test as well like the idea of there was stuff like there was ndas involved yeah so it's like it, things it's always get out i know i'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> thing i'm just saying it's like it's very much not meant to be something discussed yeah it's meant to be something just kind of given a taste of and given feedback so it's um yeah, far off. I actually, I I don't mind the idea. Like, it makes a lot of sense for a skating game to be yeah. a live service game. Yeah. And yeah, if it's like, you know, just so many options for cosmetics, so few options for like really exploiting whales because of the kind of game it is. I, I don't think so. Maybe there is, I guess. But it's like, yeah, they're always easy with cosmetics. But I feel like beyond that, it seems like a hard game to really milk, you know, me, like mean way i guess as a as a title you know because yeah. like diablo immortal just came out and that's like the that most as well. shit possible and it's like all like and it's all an end game everything yeah. else is apparently okay but everything else is just very really wants you to spend money in a variety of ways
0: 100%. so it's
1: like i don't know skate sounds that's exciting to me like i've been wanting to play skate series for ages yeah because i just i just never did when it was popular and it's kind of hard to get a hold of now yeah. When I don't have an Xbox or a PC. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, it's but it's it's like I don't know, I hope it turns out well. Yeah. People seem to be excited based. Uh, like for people who played it, mm. played the tests, people seem pretty positive on and it. And that's
0: what you want. You don't want you don't want something to be shit. Like let's be honest. We we want yeah. we want it to be good. <laughs> yeah um, Yeah. And and the thing is like it's a very like the skate games I remember, like they people love them. Mm. Like, they were probably really good. I remember uh, like like, I think Skate won at, like, a demo kiosk at Singapore Airport, like, 12 years ago, whatever it was, you know. And I was like, I couldn't even ollie. I was like, it was like, because it was, for people who may not be familiar with the Skate series, it was that if if the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games were the arcade equivalent, like, say they're, like, an arcade racing game, like, a Need for Speed, then Skate was, like, the Forza or, like, the iRacing, like, a, like the the simulation I style th- i was about to say sports yeah. actually,
1: cause sports yeah. is in that middle ground between sim like it's lean sim but it's, yeah. you know it's like I it's racing like simcade. Like all the and other
0: i racing's like you know full onto the side and like skate was kind of the closest thing to that i racing because like you had to like you know you had to worry about you had kind of like independent control over like your 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 stance your your feet the weight shifting and and things like that like things that you think about when you're skating in real life um as someone who uh struggled to do an ollie uh, i can tell you that it is it isn't easy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was like kind of like i think people really like people kind of loved it and like ran, like ran with it because there was like there's all these crazy videos and stuff and and they always had the thing where you could like You know, there was challenges to break as many bones as possible and stuff. Like, there's some ridiculous things in those games, but they're they're very, it's a beloved series and it's great to see it come back.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like, I feel like it's, it seems so rare for EA to do something that people want. So it's, it's kind of nice (laughs) to see. Like, you know, like people have been wanting this for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Like, such a long time (laughs) since Game 3. Yeah. It keeps being kind of rumored over the years yeah it's it's like it's kind of you know it's great that it's actually happening in a way that seems happy for most people you know i am sure people like there's plenty of people who aren't happy with the of course life service aspect but that's natural but it's yeah um, that's gonna happen with anything
0: but yeah yeah. um next next story is also about a beloved series coming back like seemingly out of nowhere uh bernard three tell us mate what's going on
1: yeah so I'm not sure when the trailer came out, like last week or the week before. Couple, I don't know. I a couple, I think it's a couple of weeks, weeks now.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so Bayonetta three has been re-revealed again since late early this year or something. Since the last time it was re-revealed. <sighs> yeah, um, yeah. It's but now while. it has a release date of October twenty eighth this year, so it's coming pretty soon, really, like not far away. Yeah. So this one, it seems to reveal a few more details about the game than the last trailer did. I was very wrong about certain things (laughs) but on that one article i wrote a while ago (laughs) based on last trailer so it's not based on limbo which i kind of speculated um like you know limbo being like the middle between hell and heaven it's based about quote man-made bioweapons called humunculi so it's probably some you know sci-fi stuff getting in the mix of all this angel demon stuff it also seems have multiverse stuff going on going (laughs) based on the trailer so, which seems like a natural extension of all the time looping of the last two games, so it seems is just as hard to follow in certain ways <laughs> as the last two. Um, yeah. yeah. So, otherwise, the trailer reveals that it will be based, or at least have, be partly based in both Tokyo and the mountains of China, and will also have the play a new playable character called Viola, um, mm-hmm. who also has a demon champion called. Oh, companion not champion um, Cheshire so it's like yeah just a giant demon that seems to help you out when you're playing um, yeah. she kind of reminds me a bit of like um, I think she's probably based on like Bayonetta's katana moveset like because she has that weapon in both games mm. plus Virgil maybe yeah. um, from the series Cry, yeah. I don't know that always that, I feel like that's kind of a natural assumption but like it's otherwise there's not too many new details from the games before the game, as far as I can tell, other um, than there's a release date, finally, that's yeah. coming out. I also thought, like, have you seen the trailer, you?
0: Yeah, I'm like, uh, I saw it briefly, but I'm, I'm watching it now, and it's on screen for people watching the video feed, and it's, yeah, ah, like, yeah. like, Cheshire is just what you think, a giant demon Cheshire cap. Yeah.
1: Um, I do think it looks kind of, I feel like it's really showing the Switch's lack of power as a exclusive title there. Mm, like, I was going like to say... This is yeah.
0: definitely a, like, this is PS3 graphics at best.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, but it's, 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 yeah, it is kind of this, yeah. It's yeah. like, it doesn't look really, um yeah, yeah it could look better. Um, yeah. Which is, I don't know. It'll look, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'll look better, like actually playing it, you know? Like, I don't yeah. think I'll be too bothered by it. Maybe, and it's also YouTube compression. That doesn't help.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Um,
1: that's but true. Something that's been mentioned that's been revealed since. Game um, was revealed. Is also there's a new family friendly mode called Naive Angel mode. Wow. This basically limits like the nudity in the game. And nudity is like in quotes a bit, it's not like you know, especially yeah. like it's not R rated exposure, it's like just a little skin because Bayonetta is a witch who uses her hair as her suit and, spells, yeah, yeah. And so it comes off when she does things, but it's, it's more like lewd, I guess, you know, yeah. yeah so this mode. Limits that entirely. Um, on yeah. the tweet on Twitter, Platinum Games kind of described this kind of succinctly, saying, "Quote: By turning it on, you can play right in your right in the living room without having to worry about what's on the screen." <laughs> That's Which what I'm Accurate. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's family friendly and maybe girlfriend or wife friendly uh, if you're yeah. a dude, or maybe partner friendly if you're, you know, uh, if you're got a significant other and they're like, if the entirety of video games, is like, this is what. 12-year-old boys do because they're horny and don't know what else how to socialize like I don't think this would have helped <laughs> <laughs> that yeah
1: <laughs> um, yeah so the series creator Hideki Kamiya um, he noted on Twitter that apparently this wasn't something pushed by Nintendo at all if anything they've kind of pushed the opposite direction at times so they mentioned that like in Bayonetta 2 2 and the port for Bayonetta 1 there was like uh, there's like a costume for Link from Legend of Zelda, they can get for Bayonetta. Apparently, they were kind of surprised or pushing for more, like a more revealing version of that outfit that, she, yeah. you, that you can get in that game. Yeah. So it's not something that's Nintendo-driven so much as it probably just makes a lot of sense, honestly, yeah. for a game like this to have that feature. So it's exactly um, yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: But um, yeah, but not the last new game to talk about
0: yeah we've got a couple of quick ones to round off the news for this week and uh the next one is that uh a a developer called servios servios um which is a a vr a virtual reality game developer has um uh has acquired the license to make a a first person like or not first person but like a uh, like a horror themed um story um, for, uh, based on the Aliens franchise, so I guess, like, you know, Aliens, Colonial, Marines aside, <laughs> um, uh, was it, uh, Alien Isolation, you know, the, the kind of first person kind of thriller horror game from the Creative Assembly, um, like, that was, like, a very popular, game like from like 2014 or so and I guess this is more probably akin to that so it is going to be a um a single player action horror game and it's set within the aliens like lore and it's actually set between the original alien film and aliens the sequel so I mean potentially the only two good aliens films <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> um uh I don't know I haven't seen alien Four so i can't I can't what is it <laughs> that was <might> <laughs> I might
1: join the pantheon
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh that's next on the list of like I don't know alien three was just shit anyway um, so it's gonna be a an unreal engine five game and it's gonna be and it's being developed for p c uh consoles so expected on p s five xbox series one and p s four and v r and virtual reality um it'll be interesting to see how much how it like developing a game for virtual reality and developing a game for you know standard play is very different so i wonder how how the studio is going to handle doing like concurrent development uh i think that's going to be like a worrying part for me personally Mm -hmm. in terms of that development but we'll see there's let's let's hope for the best
1: (laughs) I I'd, I'd bet it's, like, kind of following Resident Evil's lead in that. Like, that seems like okay. a natural thing to follow. Yeah. Plus, I guess they had a good pitch if they've been able to announce it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I
0: know.
1: Hmm. It's, like, exciting to see another one. Yeah. A lot of people have good reason to be excited, though I don't think they have much of a
0: track record. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, we'll see. Yeah. We'll We'll see. We'll see. I'll just go on the games page. I think they have made a few different things, but um, okay. obviously I'm... I'm Oh uh, yeah yeah. The Walking Dead onslaught Cre- The Creed. Oh uh, yeah yeah. I've I've seen some of these games before. Um but yeah, it's been a while. Anyway, anyway. Uh this last piece of news is uh uh like a little bit more fun. Uh according to um you know, uh I think it was the Japan Expo uh in in Tokyo over the past couple of weeks. Um, some of the people who attended got to play uh, uh Street Fighter Six, and one of the things that uh they they uh showed some footage of was the fact that um now when you win a round with a perfect um uh, like kind of execution, so perfects happen when you when you de- you defeat your opponent and they don't even get one hit on you. You've got full health and you just destroy them. Um, typically in games you, you just get like kind of like a perfect or like in you know, a flawless victory or something like that as like a thing that pops up on screen but in Street Fighter six there's actually going to be an, a specific kind of animation like kind of letting you gloat you know in the case what they showed was um Luke um, who's kind of the kind of the the main character in in Street Fighter 6 like kind of doing like a little jig and a dance like sort of like a fortnight emote at the end of the round like a, like a, like an extra fu to to whoever you beat so that's like kind of like a le- neat little like a kind of quirk that they're adding into the game, which will be frustrating if you're on the other side, but probably a little bit of like fun if you're on the, the winning side of things.
1: Yeah. It's like thinking about <laughs> it, it's like I'm kind of surprised Mortal Kombat didn't do it first. Yeah. It feels like the, yeah. the goofy dance that Luke does. It's like I was just thinking back on it <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, that feels so familiar. <laughs> it's 100%. like, oh, that's right. <laughs> 100%.
0: Yeah. But yeah, um, that's going to do it for the news for this past week. How about we move over to the, the general chit-chat section and talk about some of the, the fun stuff we've been getting up to. Right, John. You've gotten the chance to play some more games over this past fortnight.
1: Yeah, Ghost of um,
0: Tsushima was among them.
1: Yeah, I uh, played that for I don't know a week or so. Mm-hmm. I, I played through the first act of three, I assume. I didn't. I don't know, but it's 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 very nice. Like it's very like it's very much a Assassin's Creed Ubisoft style mm. open world thing made very slickly with a lot of little quality of quality of life upgrades that keep it going really smoothly but it doesn't really escape all the problems those kind of things have those kind of (laughs) games have because it's like it's not really meant to be funny it's just like it's it's just the kind of nature of these games are like innately repetitive and there's only much you can do in them so it's like ghost shima it's like it's you're mostly doing you know, cutting down guys like a samurai or sneaking around doing stabbing against people who don't know you're there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of most, you know, you're not doing much else other than that. Like, you're just kind of tra- traveling by horseback around, collecting things, and then you're killing folk or talking to people and seeing story happen. And it's just like, it's all very high quality. I, I have no, like, I can't really knock any of it. Yeah. But I did, like, I was really, I was actually really enjoying the story because the whole... The whole arc of it is a samurai who is being pushed to um you know
0: questions like ethics like, and morals and stuff i remember yeah that. and it's like that, yeah
1: yeah and that story is told really well i think like mm. that, like it's better than most games i think when they like it's a simple little it's like not a particularly ambitious story but i think it's they've done it really well and they've been able to tell it very effectively like it moves quickly enough that you don't like kind of lose interest and like you're constantly getting the right emotional beats and the right thematic ones. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it, it's done really well. And I'm real. I was really investing the story. But by the time I got into act one, I was saying it's like, man, I'm not willing. I don't like this story enough to invest like 20, 30 more hours into it. Just because oh, it's okay. uh, just not getting enough from the gameplay.
0: Did you play the director's cut on PS five or where did you, which one yeah, did you play?
1: Yeah. The director's cut which i think just adds dual sense and stuff and you not know, and a few other things i don't think it adds too much yeah, like, cuz it, yeah. it has like a dlc section that is like set post game yeah on, so on the like island did... yeah on a separate island yeah
0: No, oh, that's it's, cool uh, man and did you is, was that on the like the extra tier of ps plus is that how you played it or you just you got it yeah okay cool cool
1: no it's like it's a, yeah i have to make the most of that subscription <laughs> well, I got it, I think. So I'm going to be playing a lot from it.
0: <laughs> Fair but, enough. Um, Fair enough. What else have you been playing, man?
1: Yeah, I've also been playing Pushmo, otherwise known as Pool Blocks in Australia and Europe. Pushmo it, sounds it, better. I like Pushmo. As well. I, was, I was theorizing where it's like, I'm guessing it's got something to do with the blocks part being more mm. easily transferable between in European languages. Gotcha. That's yeah, my yeah. theory. I'm curious about it.
0: Yeah, but Pushmo makes sense. Like, you're pushing... I don't know, you push more, like you're pushing more. like and It's yeah. just cool to say. Yeah. Maybe it sounds better in Japanese rather than pushubadoksu. Maybe push some more. I don't know. Maybe I don't know how you'd say it, but yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you think, man?
1: Yeah, because I've been like basically collecting a lot of 3DS games before the shop goes down in March. Yeah. Um, which I've been, I don't know, I've been like kind of split between actually spending a lot of money to buy these games <laughs> or like hacking my 3ds to download the roms for it for free but yeah. the, like the hacking part is like it's a little too involved for me to yeah. want to risk this brand new ish 3ds i got very recently like it's, yeah. it's not old and i don't i really want to keep being able to play it and i don't want to screw it up somehow which i don't i don't know it's probably not a high risk it's just a risk enough where it's like oh i don't want to worry about it at all mm. so anyway i've been buying i've been buying up a bunch of like 3ds only games including the pushmo trilogy because there's three of them and then there's a few other games that i'll get to eventually including <laughs> the next game actually um but it's like Pushmo is like it's pretty solid like it holds up well it's probably like a bit too easy for too long like it only starts getting hard like 70 percent of the way in or so yeah, what do you do in the game?
0: It's oh, been a while since I've like, seen it.
1: Um, what do you do? It's like you kind of—I like, remember that game, Catherine. <laughs> that like oh yeah, of, it's it has a, it's similar. Where it's like you're kind of pulling blocks in and out of like a kind of like a three D structure yep. sort of thing. You know, like each there's like different. Oh yeah, it's like got tetronimo pieces, like Tetris pieces yep. shaped sort of thing that you're kind of pulling in and out to get to the top basically um it's kind of hard to describe it as a puzzle game actually i think i have to do it before but uh it's um it's like it's simple and i think the sequels like add more mechanics to it Mm -hmm. as well but it's um yeah it's 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 fun i'll get to the rest like it's i think i kind of got i got to the final section called like special challenges and I had like such a hard time with the first one that I'm here because like okay I'm gonna have not a fun time trying to finish this game so I just moved on. <laughs>
0: Fair and then, enough. So yeah, I got, enough. My friend got my fill of
1: pushmo. I think.
0: Yep. You don't want to push Mo anymore.
1: Yeah, don't push Mo self too far. <laughs> um, last game is Pycross 3D Round Two yeah. 3DS sequel. To PyCross 3D, which I think I mentioned a little while ago, because it gave me a headache, <laughs> the last one. But this one, it's like I played the demo; it didn't make me sick, so I bought it. That's good. It's like, yeah, it's actually really good for a PyCross game. If anyone's interested in PyCross at all and has a 3DS that still works, because it's several years old, um, <laughs> yeah, it's really good actually. Compared to like, because it has like you know, has a structure like unlockable books of like puzzles to unlock for in different ways there's like difficulty settings which i have not seen in a park game before like difficulty settings that applied like everything not just like different sections of the game so it's like it's very like i really like it so far sucking away a lot of my time
0: <laughs> yeah it's like it's a cool it's like um it's like you're trying to uncover shapes within like a like a set of like blocks and it's like yeah. you're kinda of chipping away at it and you get like number codes to tell you, hey, there are it's like minesweeping away. Oh, there are certain like there are a certain number of like good blocks in this chunk, but you've got to try and figure out which ones to kind of knock out to fill in the the shape or like the picture you're trying to get. And it's it's a really cool idea.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Like I I like Pycross a lot since I found out I think I mentioned I've mentioned it a few yeah. times. I like Pycross yeah. a lot. And this is just the latest time i've spent too much time playing Pycross. but it's it's a very good one so yeah,
0: yeah that's, ah, that's that, awesome, that I think I'll,
1: I'll keep it at that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um any uh any anything else you've been you've had the chance to play or has that been because i know you watch players i know you mentioned that which was like that yeah. was that the one by the rock or oh, that's the that's ballers right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's very different yeah. um that's <laughs> uh, like every time i exi- uh, every time i remember ballers i kind of crack up because it's kind of shocking it exists and then it went for like six seasons or whatever like it, it went for a long time because i remember like learning about it the first time when the first season happened and then next time i heard about it it was oh. like four seasons out like i was like man yeah. how's there so much of this
0: show of of anymore? players a ball of ballers, of ballers. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: players is very different um
0: Players, okay, yeah. ah, ah, I know, uh, this is like that, it's kind of like a it's, like a, it's like a comedy about like a fictional group of like eSports team, right?
1: Yeah, so I'll kind of add context, this Players is the next show by the team, or at least some people involved with American Vandal, mm. that was the Netflix mockumentary parody series about like, it was kind of true crime documentary riff, except it was about like high school pranks. In a very serious way, it was very good. Like it was a very good comment. Like I really enjoyed it, which is why I went out of my way to watch this one. But yeah. players is like plays is kind of doing a sports documentary parody about esports, uh, like specifically League of Legends. Um, but it's so it's a it's a, as far as I can tell, I'm pretty sure it's based on the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary series from last year or the year before. <laughs> is
0: that, that what's called, right? Yeah, yeah, last yeah. Dance. That's yeah. the one. Yeah
1: um yeah it's specifically based on that but it's actually far less of a comedy than i expected it to be like like it is a comedy it's still a parody but also deals with like
0: the drama and the trials and tribulations
1: yeah and the drama is like very like it's pretty serious like it's legitimate trying to be like a dramatic thing as well it's Mm. just kind of got like underlying humor based but it's it's um yeah I i was very surprised at that aspect i was very much expecting a comedy Yeah, just more. It's more like a fictional documentary. (laughs) Yeah, which is not what I expected. But it's like it's it's surprisingly great. Like I'm I'm enjoying a lot more than I expected, considering it's not what I expected it to be. (laughs) Yeah. So it's um yeah it's good. I think it's on Paramount Plus. I'm pretty sure. I've been watching it elsewhere.
0: Yeah, it is. um, Yeah, Paramount Plus. Huh. um,
1: Yes, I think the last episode is coming out this week, or sometime soon. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. it'll all be out soon. on to watch it.
0: Fair enough. I guess I'll have to get a, a trial to Paramount Plus to, to binge this, because I don't know okay. what else is on there.
1: <laughs> uh, Halo is on there, remember? Oh, that's that, right. Halo.
0: That the, the fake Halo show. I mean, the real Halo show with its own lore and, and Master Chiefs, but... Um, <laughs> oh, no, I haven't watched it, so I can't comment on it. But that's that's all I've all I've seen was the memes about how different it is from the show, from like the games.
1: Because <laughs> I watched a bunch of it, but I don't know the games, so I can't that's
0: hilarious that you're movie. coming from the other.
1: <laughs> I know it didn't remind me of Halo though, because like yeah. I was watching all last I guess we can go if you ever watch it, we'll go into it more. But yeah. it's like if um, I, I was watching. It, when it was airing, I watched it with my sister and we never got to the last couple episodes, which we we'll need to get back to eventually. <laughs> but like because I like I, I didn't mind it, but it's very much a generic sci-fi show called Halo that doesn't yeah. really do much that I associate Halo with. like it doesn't have like it doesn't really seem to have a unique sci-fi world. It seems pretty yeah. broad and generic master chief has his helmet off all the time well yeah which which feels like he almost never has it on like if if, if anyone
0: if that's the only thing you know about halo is that he never takes his helmet off
1: yeah exactly like every time he shows up he's got it off and it's like it's like it just kind of crack off like he's off like why is he not wearing the helmet again it's like it's um anyway yeah uh, we'll go into that later maybe another time <laughs> but uh, yeah, you but you've been watching some stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been um I've been uh, I watched uh, the Gray Man which is the it's like I think it's like I think it was Netflix's biggest budget film ever. And it's from okay. the Russo the Russo brothers, so um you know, the directors of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Civil War and Avengers Endgame. Sorry, the Avengers um Infinity War and the Avengers Endgame. So it's like, you know, I think it was like a 200 million dollar budget or something ridiculous and it's, it's like you have
1: to be brothers for to get Netflix money. To get Netflix money. Yeah, apparently. Yep, yeah. brothers. <laughs>
0: um and it's starring like basically it's just an excuse to have really good looking people just beat the shit out of each other. So you got um like it it's like Ryan Gosling plays like this, you know, this black uh, like, we're well, not black, uh, how should I put it, like, you know, those black ops agents, you know, they, who don't exist, they work for the CIA, but they don't exist on paper, and, and like, you know, he's being hunted by this, like, so basically, like, Ryan Gosling and Ana Diamas are on the run, being chased by a crazed lunatic, played really well by, um, Chris Evans, like, it's like, he's like, douche mode a thousand, like, it's just a lot of fun, and a, like, really good action, and, um, like it's it's like kind of like where where Thor War and Thunder sorry War where Thor, where Thor Love and Thunder became a parody and just went up its own ass. This kind of does the right mix of action and comedy. Like there's it's more quip based um, rather than like gags, which are which I think is good. And and the Russo brothers uh, do I think they do a, a pretty good job of like handling action. Um, the choreography. Obviously, nowhere near... It's still Hollywood, so it's never going to be as good as, like, classic Hong Kong cinema in terms of, you know, showing the hits and everything like that. But it was a lot of fun. Um, and um, it... I don't know. Like, it, it, it was just, it was just, like, a good romp. And, like, I think we've talked about it before. Like, Netflix doesn't really have a good track record when it comes to movies. <laughs> but I think this is probably one of the the first times there's an exception where it's done, like, a really good job. It's not, like, a forgettable okay. movie. Like, it actually... Is cool. Uh, oh, okay, because the trailer looked pretty
1: forgettable, to be honest. Yeah, it looked very much like this is Netflix doing John Wick with a lot of money. Yeah, and that's kind of
0: what I got from it. Nah, so so, like I can definitely understand where how it looks like that, but I I would definitely recommend watching it. Um, mm. yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll be interested if if you get if you get the chance to watch it, I'll be interested in what you think because I think you might enjoy it. Um,
1: okay yeah yeah might as well it's just a movie instead of like you know an epic (laughs) television like thing so yeah it's
0: it's just yeah it's fun the characters are really cool like the way they've casted it and like everyone plays like a really good role and yeah um it's cool it's a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) i i hope they make a second one i I really think it could be really cool like the the ongoing adventures of the gray man um Mm -hmm which I, I don't know what grey man means. I think that just means like on the run, maybe. Who knows? Uh, okay. It's no one explained. of those like... <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't think they explain it ever. <laughs> okay. I'm just like the grey... Like, yeah, anyway. But hopefully the next one um gets made because it, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. But given the fact that like, I think Netflix wants to spend less money, maybe it may not get made. But the one thing I'll say is that it's like one of those movies now where it, like... There's a lot of CG in the action, and you can really see it. Um, yeah, uh, I think that stood out in the trailer as well, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing, like, uh, like they've got all this budget, but it seems like a lot of it went to the casting stuff and stuff and CGI rather than setting up practical effects. But, you know, filming over COVID probably, like, kind of made that a bit difficult, you know, to, for the logistics of getting everyone on location. So I kind of understand it, but, like, that's where, like... Like when you compare it to like a movie like Top Gun, which had a lot of a mix of great special and like practical effects, it was like and and visual effects like a really good melding of it. Versus this, Um, it really means that things don't hit as hard as you. It's because like you and I, we just know we can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, more or less. Maybe the average person can't, and you know, I'm just overthinking it. But yeah, I I think regardless, it's a lot of fun, and it's. an awesome, awesome, like way to kill a couple of hours.
1: Hmm.
0: But you've um, also been watching anime, I think. Yeah, so to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, I'm watching okay when in 2004, 2005, when I went to India to visit my family, um, that's when I discovered there's a channel in India called Animax. Which is just twenty four seven anime. It's like a Sony run company, a Sony run channel. It's been around since I think I think like oh four oh three oh four in Japan. So it just kind of spread throughout Asia because, like, in India, like, there's no like free to air. It's like everyone's got cable, and so when I discovered this thing, I was like, holy shit! And then I was just like, it just became like everyone just knew I watched anime. Like that's just even (laughs) even when I went back like a few years later, it was just like I was just like looking for this channel just to see what was on there and, um. Um, the anime I've been watching is called um, Wolf's Rain, right? So it's from a stu- it's it's from a studio called Bones, which uh, the studio oh, that yeah. made you know Cowboy Bebop and uh, Samurai Champloo. This was made like kind of in between those two, right? Um, Wait,
1: they make those two as well? Because I know they make My Hero right now,
0: My Hero Academia, and I think Project Escaflown, I think is like one of the things that they've been known for um, like the music is done by Yoko Kano who um, directed who's like the music composer for you know Samurai Champloo uh, um, Cowboy Bebop and quite a lot of other things as well um, and uh, and it's like directed by the person who who directed it, um, like Samurai Champloo and I think a few episodes of Bebop and stuff as well so it was like it's like there's, there's pedigree to it and this this anime came out in I think oh f- 304. Um but basically the the story is that um it's like set in like an like a different version of Earth where basically wolves pretty much extinct, but like wolves are magical. So they can like kind of like for some weird reason like in this universe, like we are like Essentially it follows the story of like a, a like a pack of wolves who can transform into humans and, like, they can, like, kind of... They look like humans, but they're really wolves. And what they're doing is they're trying to find a path to paradise, which apparently is where... It's a place where wolves reign supreme and can live forever. And Like, you know, it's like heaven. But, um, like, and just... There's only a handful of wolves left because they've been hunted to extinction by humans. Um, and so it's, like, kind of, like... it's It's really cool, like, how... They do things like um like visual tricks where like you know they'll be walking in the human form, but they'll leave behind paw prints you know in the in the in the snow or in the sand and things like that, or like um you know they'll show like like a scene of them walking and then they're transition to that same scene, but they're walking as wolves as a pack, and it's like kind of cool things like that like and i'm watching it in english because that's what i remember and it's got like a really awesome voice cast uh you know probably voices that you'll everyone might be familiar with you know steve bloom and stuff but it's just one of those things where it's. i didn't get to watch it fully when i was a kid but it's like it's just stuck with me and i've always wanted to watch it and now i'm finally watching it and it's just like it's just really hitting me in the feels and and i think it's got one of the best opening songs of any anime ever and it's got a Uh, really nice ending song as well um uh, so like, um, if, if people like, um, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, if they like the music to that, they probably like the music to this as well. It's got like a really rocky, opening, um, song, which is amazing. And I just, yeah, it's just, it's just nostalgia just kind of taken over and I'm like, I have to watch it. And it's just like, kind of, it's so cool, man. Um, but the frustrating thing is that I have to watch it pirated. Because it's on Funimation Premium, like their premium tier or whatever, which was purchased by Crunchyroll. Now, I have a Crunchyroll Premium subscription because I'm I'm watching Spy X Family there, which is on hiatus at the moment. And they have teased the dog, by the way. They've teased it, but they haven't oh, showed gosh. it yet. That's in the second half of the season, which I think yeah, is kind of like in October. <laughs> yeah. um, Which sounds cool because I think that dog's got ability. Look, anyway, um, that's what they've kind of teased. that the, There's something about the dog mm-hmm. as well. But the annoying thing is it's available on Amazon Prime but not in this region. Okay, whatever. Writes. It's annoying because I'm also an Amazon Prime subscriber but I can't access this. It's available on Funimation Premium but I cancelled my Funimation Premium because uh, Anime Lab got acquired by Funimation and then Funimation got acquired by Crunchyroll but for some dumb reason my Crunchyroll Premium ...doesn't give me access to Funimation Premium. And for some reason, Funimation still exists... ...even though it's been fully absorbed... ...like fully purchased and everything. So it's like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, you know, are you consolidating? Are you not consolidating? Um, You know what I mean? It's just really annoying. So it's like, if I want to watch it... ...it's like, I need to then subscribe to another service... ...that I used to be subscribed to... ...but I cancelled because its parent company has its own subscription... And 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 then, it's not available in this region for another subscription service that I use, and it's like a frustrating part because it's it's amazing, and I I don't even know if like um the Blu Ray is still in print and all that. Like it's just and if and all the Blu Rays I see available now from other regions which don't play here, and it's really annoying, but it's really frustrating. Yeah,
1: I feel like that's very much like a um an Australia thing. (laughs) Hey. Uh, like, like, less so now, but I remember that being, like... You know, because I had, like, a VPN set up so I could watch Netflix.
0: Yeah.
1: Or it launched in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, wh- whenever that was. Yeah, like and pre-2015 like, or whatever. Yeah, and then when we got, like, you know, a wave of streaming services, it's, like, it's always very spotty. Just because yeah. Australia was such a, you know, forgettable, like, yeah. sort of territory. So, it's... Uh,
0: <sighs> yeah, and I'm, like... It's like, okay, maybe I do a VPN and then I log into Amazon. But what if I, what if they detect me and then I get some breach of service shit and then I lose access to all my Amazon stuff? And it's just, I don't know. Maybe I should just try the VPN thing and just pretend to be in the US. But then do I have to create a separate Amazon account? Separate Amazon Prime? Because my like, you know what I mean? It's just like all these dumb yeah. things. It's just like, we, we should have figured this stuff out already. mm. I was like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, I get what you mean. I think it's like, it's yeah. very much, that feels very much like an old anime problem as well. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean with Funimation, like, because it was already there, so it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yes. But it feels like, you know, it's like there's so much anime that's just been lost, as far as I'm aware. It's like, you know, at least half of it in general yeah. can't be viewed legally anymore. I don't think exactly. so.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So but yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Wolf's Reign. Check it out in whatever service you can. I'm watching it on Daily Motion because, of course, I am. Because Daily Motion doesn't give a fuck about any any copyright anyway.
1: Yeah, that's like you know, because I mentioned wrestling, and it's like a lot of matches,
0: like <laughs> high-profile so match, or even
1: like whatever matches that are just yeah. meant to be good. Like they're there, you know. Yeah,
0: like in HD or whatever.
1: It's very much like the pirate place. <laughs> for yeah, just because no one cares. Oh, it's like, oh, that's French YouTube. Don't need to care about them.
0: Is it French? Oh, I have no idea. I assume I think so. I'm not actually
1: <laughs> Just, sure.
0: Anything goes in France. So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but yeah that Um means. anyway, that's going to I think I think it's time to wrap up. I think we've we've uh, we've complained enough it about it. It is French. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, because of that emotion. We do not give a fuck about your uh, copyright as you say. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> that's my all the resting you friends. want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we say uh, you call it anime, okay, we play, it don't matter. <laughs> anyway, right, whatever that went Russian there. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's gonna how about uh we take one last break and then move into uh the the end of the show. Yes, if you uh, if you're listening at home or if you're watching at home, and you'd love to um, send in your thoughts, send in your questions, you can write to us at podcast at doublejump or uh, head over to doublejump.co and click on our Discord link to join the, our community. We're working on a uh, on a revamped Discord server, and we'll have more news to share uh, as we as we roll out coming into coming up to the tenth anniversary of Double Jump. Which is crazy in and of itself. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ridiculous, man. It's, I always um, forget how yeah.
1: long. Like, because I've only been with Double Jump for, I want to say three years or so. Maybe I think you've been, been here I, I think you've been here like yeah, more than yeah. five
0: years at least. I, I have a feeling, mate.
1: <laughs> oh, that,
0: that feels bad
1: for some reason. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Span of time is not fun. What is time not, anymore? Like, uh, um, yeah, but I always forget how. Yeah, you're right. Like it's ten years. That's it's wild.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, it's it's crazy, but it's 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 a privilege, and it's it's awesome. I I really appreciate like all of the people I got to meet and work with, you know, such as yourself through the site, and and all of the awesome members of the community, and being able to have fun and share in the laughs with with folks at home through 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 like streams or through podcasts like this. It's it's been a lot of fun. So it's 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 really an awesome time, and really really looking forward to the next ten years uh, and 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 beyond. But Uh, as always Double Jump is made possible thanks to the support of our wonderful members Uh, you too can support Double Jump by heading to doublejump.co slash memberships and signing up today Um, we've got some interesting developments happening in terms of uh, how we're gonna uh, have memberships and kind of support things going forward so please keep an eye out um, on on the site for updates like that but John it's time for it's time to uh, wrap up it's been as always, it's been an, an awesome pleasure uh, talking with you man. Hopefully Hopefully you uh, you can you can watch a bit of the um, the gray man and the snow what you think. But yeah, hopefully you get to play a bit more as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I definitely
0: will play more. Yeah. I <laughs> I wanna get I wanna finish Ace Combat and uh, play some more Destiny 2, so I'm really excited for that. But until next time everyone. Look out for one another. Peace.